0: this is your principal speaking with a reminder to get all your back-to-school supplies delivered same day with Shipt. For more summer spent not shopping, go to Shipt.com slash high. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash high.
1: Your Mystery Theater presents among my duties is to find and offer to you nicely wrapped in drama the most mysterious intriguing and yes terrifying tales to be found. I've come up with one this time that deals with quite ordinary people people to whom you'd never expect the extraordinary to happen. But it does. Oh yes
0: it does.
2: Are you perhaps just a little jealous, Mrs. Peterson, because I carry my years well? Oh, Well enough preserved and pretty enough. It's just that Emily's not that kind of man. Oh, my dear Mrs. Peterson. The man doesn't live who isn't that kind of man. I would like to make a little wager. I'm not a betting woman. But I wouldn't be afraid to put some money on a proposition like that. Oh, Mrs. Peterson, you are a fool. You want to put your money where your big mouth is. You're really serious, aren't you? Well, it wouldn't be a matter of money. It would be something harder to come by than money. (laughs)
1: mystery drama Dr. Peterson's Pills was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Field and Farrington and stars Rosemary Murphy and Leon Janney. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Peterson has devoted his entire professional life to the small town of Appleton. This is his story, and the story of the people who wish to honor him for his lifetime of service to their small community. Nothing mysterious about that, you say? Nothing sinister? Well,
0: just wait and listen. You want to know something, Daisy? The only reason I still make house calls? to get away from the sound of that darn telephone.
2: That's fine for the doctor, but it leaves the doctor's wife at home answering the phone and taking messages.
1: You
0: ever think of that? I thought you said you were coming with me this afternoon.
2: Well, as long as the first stop is to see Agnes Sims, I thought I'd ride with you that far. I'll only be able to stay with her a half hour or so, though. Somebody has to be here. Don't forget your bag.
0: Oh, I've got it right here in my hand. And
2: your umbrella.
0: No, it's not going to rain. Oh, for Pete's sakes, answer the phone, will you, before I lose my mind
2: altogether. Most likely well, like you left your keys in the car, doctor's office. This is Bell. Oh, you again. May I speak to the doctor. He's not available right now. Uh, he, he always makes his rounds of an afternoon. I, I think you would know that by now. Oh, well, can you tell me when he oh, will? Who is it, Daisy? Just a minute, please. It's that that woman again, that Mickey Bell. Oh, all right, I'll speak to her. What for? She's not a patient of yours. Mm, still, I think I'd better. Make a liar out of me. Yes. Hello, Miss Bell. Well,
0: now, I thought you were out making your house call. Uh, she didn't say I was out. She just said I wasn't available. And she didn't think I was. Now, what can I do for you, Miss Bell? Oh,
2: you're so formal. Why don't you just call me Nicky?
0: All right, what can I do for you, (laughs) Nicky? Nicky, indeed. I think it's about time we had a
2: little
3: talk. Don't you, Emery? May
0: I call you Emery? No, I can't see you today. I can't see you until... Well, there's no way I can see you a minute before tomorrow night. Late, at that? I'm not considered a terribly patient
3: woman. Surely you can
2: find a free half hour somewhere in
0: today's schedule. I've got a half dozen house calls to make this afternoon. I'll probably have a waiting room half full by the time I finish supper. When I get rid of them, I'm going straight to bed. I'm no good to anyone if I don't get my sleep. Tomorrow, I'll have the same schedule, except I've got to go to some kind of a banquet in the evening and won't be home much before 10 or 11. Now, where can I fit you into a schedule like that?
2: If I had a stomachache, you'd find time for me, wouldn't
0: you? I'm trying to imagine you with a stomach ache. I'll see you tomorrow.
2: I wish that woman would leave you alone. The Lord
0: knows so do I, but she won't.
2: Well, what does she want from you?
0: Nothing for a loving wife to worry about. And now I've got to get out of here.
2: Oh, is that about a banquet tomorrow night? There's going to be
0: one, that's all I know.
2: Lady's not invited? As
0: soon as I get any details, I'll pass them right along. Oh, now, where'd I put
2: my bag? Right there on your desk. You left the keys in the car. I can see them from the window.
0: Well, come on if you're coming. I can't wait around here all afternoon.
3: Oh, Emery. Emery, come on in. Agnes is the doctor. Well, brought Daisy along with him.
2: Come on in, both of you. How sweet of you to come. I can't stay but a little while. How are you feeling, Agnes? Better now? Oh, much better, yes. I just felt a little flutter about an hour ago and took one of your pink pills.
0: I wouldn't want it to get around that I was neglecting Appleton's first lady.
2: You mean the mayor's wife gets preferential treatment?
0: Well, she's better as long as I'm the mayor. (laughs)
3: Agnes, uh, let me just listen to that heart of yours, hmm? Henry, I came home for lunch and found her looking... Well, I give her my word more dead than alive. It frightened me. She was well, she was really fighting for her breath. Heart seems strong enough now. Yeah,
2: let let me check the blood pressure. She overdoes. That's the trouble with her. All those committees, chairwoman of half of them. The wonder
3: to me she doesn't just collapse altogether.
2: Not as long as I have Emory's little pink pills handy.
3: I made her take one she was having her attack or whatever it was. Brought her right around.
2: I wish you'd tell me what's in those pills, Emory. They calm my heart right down. But I swear I've seen them work on flu cases, stomach it, you name it. A Peterson pink pill will cure it. What are they?
0: All of us witch doctors have our secrets. <laughs> and the blood pressure checks out pretty good. I don't think there's been any real damage done, but you better take it easy for a while, young lady.
3: <laughs>
2: what a bedside manner. <laughs>
3: Now, Emery, can I steal five minutes of your valuable time? Sure thing. You got to pay somewhere some No, like? no, no. Nothing like that. I just want to tell you something you may not know, although I expect you do. Never saw the day this time could keep it secret from you. Well, people like to talk. It would be impolite of me not to listen to you. Much as you hate it. <laughs> hey, come on in the study, huh? Excuse us, ladies.
2: Anything we can't hear you shouldn't say. <laughs> oh, go ahead. We'll be fine. Now,
3: we won't be more than a few minutes. <laughs>
2: Speaking of people working themselves to death, when is Emery going to let up a little? Not in, as they say, the foreseeable future. He ought to take better care of himself. It's only for the sake of his patience. I don't know what this town would do without him. Well, I'm trying to get him to take some kind of a vacation this summer, but be the first one we've had in five years if I succeed. You know, there is something that's worrying me more than how hard Emery works. Oh, what's that? Well, this is women calls herself Nicky Bell. Daisy, Emery, and another woman? I don't believe it. Oh, not like that. Good heavens, no, nothing at all like that. Well, I'm glad to hear it. This is more like, I don't know, business, I guess. But it's the way she keeps after Emery. Every so often she comes to town and she just won't let up until she's had a long talk with Emery. About what? I don't know about what. They just sit in Emery's office and talk and when she goes, Emery's always in such a foul mood I can hardly live with him. Nicky Bell, you say? I don't think I ever even heard anybody mention her name. No, she's, she's from out of town somewhere. I can't get Evelyn to tell me anything about her, where she lives or anything else. Well, we've got a mystery right here in Appleton. Well, how long it been going on, for heaven's sake? Oh, years and years. Started shortly after we came to Appleton. Well, you'd think Oliver would have said something to me about her, unless he's never met her either. I doubt if he has. Nobody seems to have met her but just Emery and me, of course. Well, what does she look like? Well kind of brittle, You know what I mean? Dressed fit to kill, always in the latest styles, but never extreme. Must spend a fortune on clothes. I must admit, she hardly looks a day older than the first time I ever saw her. Oh, well, if it was me, I wouldn't stand for it. If there was anything I could do to stop it, I'd do it. I think Emily put a stop to it himself if he was able to. Oh, why wouldn't he be able to? You know, if there was anything, anything at all in Emily's path that was in any way shady, I, I think he was being blackmailed.
3: No, What's on your mind? Uh, you know how long you've been our doctor here in Appleton? Huh? Well, see, it was 1951 when you hung out your shingle. <laughs> you've been with us 25 years. 25 years tomorrow. If you want to know the
0: exact date, the <laughs> gun, I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> oh, now don't tell me that's what the banquet's all about tomorrow night. Well, at least I didn't tell you the banquet was in your honor.
3: You're right, though.
0: It is. Now there's no use everybody going to all that trouble. Now, nah,
3: I thought I'd i better tell you the whole thing today, though. Be just like you to refuse to come if you didn't know it was in your honor. No, no, I was planning to be there. Uh, everyone figured to be there about, oh, 7.30. Oh, have a drink or so, and then eat around 8.00. Presentation, I guess, a few speeches, you know, after dinner. Presentation? Yeah, just a little something to commemorate the occasion, that's
0: all. Well, now, if this town is figuring to put me out to pasture, let me just tell you they've got another thing coming... I've got just as much go in me as I ever had, and I, no, I
3: don't... It right until... No, it's all right now. All right. it's nothing like that. Maybe come your 50th anniversary, but not this time, Emery. Mm-hmm, better not try.
0: 25 years. Yeah. Uh, figures to be all over around 10, would you say, tomorrow night to blow out? Mm, yeah, about then, I'd guess, yeah. I got this, uh, this person pestering me. Not, not a patient. I might as well see her tomorrow night and get it over with. Oh, her? Oh, Daisy knows all about it. If she feels she's got no call to worry, I guess you don't need to either. there. Is <laughs> huh. is that you in there, Miss Bell?
2: I thought you were going to call me Nicky.
0: Mind telling me what you're doing sitting in my car?
2: Waiting for you, Emery. I should have thought that was plain enough.
0: I'd have to ask you to get out, Miss Bell. I've got no time for you this afternoon.
2: That isn't very friendly. I'm sorry. It's the best that I can do. I told you, I'm not known as a patient individual. And we do have certain matters to discuss, don't we? At the proper time, maybe. I'll have to ask you to get out of my car, Miss Bell. As long as we're both here, it's... I
0: told you I could talk to you tomorrow night, and that's what I aim to talk to you. Since there doesn't seem to be any way out of it altogether. Tomorrow night around ten. Maybe uh, a little later.
2: How are the pink pills holding out? An adequate supply on hand? All I need. I bring up the matter of the pills, Doctor, to remind you, in case you need reminding... How very much you need me.
0: I know exactly where we stand.
2: And you'll keep it in mind when we have our little talk tomorrow night, won't you? The fact that I am indispensable to you.
0: The fact of the matter is, I think you exaggerate that, son. Don't you lose sight of the fact that I'm a pretty darn good doctor.
2: Well, these things will all be on the agenda tomorrow night, won't they? I think, in fact... A complete re-evaluation of our relationship will be in order.
1: Everyone in Appleton is acquainted with everyone else. And as in other small towns, there seem to be more workable friendships than are found in large cities. Everybody's business is the property of his neighbor, and there is little fertility for the growth of dishonesty. Put a mysterious stranger in this bucolic setting, however, and trouble is what you are very likely to stir up, as we shall witness when I return shortly with Act Two. The country doctor, member of a dwindling breed, is a man who knows more secrets, perhaps, than any other person in his community. Go to your country doctor to have a wart removed, and you're very likely to have told him about the state of your financial affairs before you leave his office. Our old-fashioned general practitioner, Dr. Emery Peterson, is the receptacle of many confidences, but he keeps his own counsel. Even his best friend, Oliver Sims, Appleton's mayor, is not privy to the doctor's secrets.
3: she have to change things around all the time to hide things? Agnes?
2: Yes, Oliver?
3: Where did you hide my good black socks?
2: Well, they're right where you always keep them, as far as I know.
3: I didn't mean for you to come and get them. Just tell me where they are. You're supposed to be resting.
2: I'm not even tired.
3: They're
2: right here, Oliver. Well,
3: that's my handkerchief drawer.
2: And you keep your good black socks there, too. Uh Oh,
3: first I knew of it.
2: You're dressing awfully early, aren't you? Didn't you say the banquet started at 7.30?
3: Yeah, I thought I'd drive over and pick Emery up. I don't really trust him to attend a banquet, even in his honor, unless somebody sees to it personally that he gets there.
2: Not a bad idea. Oliver, do you know a Nikki Bell?
3: Hmm? Nicky Bell? No, never heard of him.
2: It's not a him, it's a her. Daisy says there's something going on between her and Emery.
3: Emory (laughs) Peterson? You've got to be kidding. Emory Peterson's the straightest husband I ever knew. Well, you know, present company
2: accepted. Well, it's not that kind of a thing. At least Daisy says it isn't. She's not sure Emory isn't being blackmailed.
3: Well, that's almost as silly as the other. Emory never did anything he could be blackmailed for. I'd stake my life on that.
2: Well, something strange is going on. (laughs)
3: Bet you thought I wouldn't be ready, didn't you? I wouldn't have bet much on it either way. Hello, Oliver. Evening, Daisy.
2: Next time you arrange a big blowout like this, we'd all take it kindly if you would invite the
3: ladies. Well, we wanted to. No, honestly, no, we did. We talked about it, Daisy, but it just ain't room. Every man in this town's coming, or close to it. We got the high school gym, and that's the biggest room in town. It's just barely got a seat for men. There just wasn't room for the wives. Honey, a man
0: deserves a night out now and again anyway.
2: We haven't
0: got time for an argument, so I won't answer that. Yeah, she's right. We we better get moving. I'm as ready as I'll ever get. What are
2: you taking your bag for? You won't need your bag, will you?
0: Uh, just in case the food poisons somebody.
3: <laughs> I feel naked as a Jaybird if I didn't carry this thing. Now, the folks over at the Mayflower Hotel and Sugar Grove are Catering to the affair Armory have never poisoned anybody yet that I know of. And how's Agnes doing this evening? Ah, uh, she seems fine. I was. Trying to get her to rest, but she bounces like a rubber ball. Fine That's... woman, Agnes is. Mm. Uh, remember she was telling me a mighty odd thing just before I came over to pick you up. God? Yeah. About you? It's it's none of my business, of course. Said you was uh, mixed up with some woman or other. What? According to Daisy. Uh. Daisy talks too much. No, I told Agnes,
0: of course, it couldn't be true. Well, in a way it is, and in a way it isn't. Huh? I am mixed up with her. a woman, all right. What? Yes, yes, I was half planning on telling
3: you about it tonight, anyway. Well, I I don't understand, of course, but if there's anything I can do to help... Now, I don't know if there is, but I do appreciate the offer.
0: Uh, well? I'll tell you all about it after the banquet's over. There's no use of going into it now. <laughs>
2: Keep your shirt on, whoever you are. I'm coming. Oh, uh, the doctor isn't here, Miss Bell. I know. I came to see you. Whatever your business is, it's with my husband, not with me. Still, may I come in? I'm not going to try to sound hospitable, Miss Bell. You can come in if you insist, but I'm not going to pretend you're welcome. Thank you. As a matter of fact, Emory assured me you wouldn't let me in, even if I pointed a gun at you. He is wrong sometimes, you see. You and he are on first name terms, I take it. Well, after all, we've known each other for a long time, haven't we? Almost 25 years. However, I'll admit that although I call him Emery, I can't seem to get him to call me Nikki. Good for him. That's your first name, is it? Nicky? That's what my friends call me. Hmm. I think I'll just keep on calling you Miss Bell, if you don't mind. Why should you be so... Mm, so intolerant of me daisy you don't even know me not well enough for you to call me daisy that's for sure i'm sorry mrs peterson what i mean is all you know of me is that your husband and i have business to discuss from time to time it's obvious he's never disclosed to you the nature of this business so I don't understand why you should hate me as you do. I don't know, as you say, the nature of your business with the doctor. All I know is that after he's talked to you, he's always in such a terrible mood, he's he's hardly fit to live with. Are you perhaps just a little, um, jealous, Mrs. Peterson? I've no cause to be jealous. I mean, he's not that kind of a man. Oh, my dear Mrs. Peterson. The man doesn't live who isn't that kind of man. The right hands, I mean. And you figure your hands would be the right hands? Mm. I hadn't actually given it any thought, but... Would you like to make a little wager? I'm... I'm not a betting woman, but I wouldn't be afraid to put some money on a proposition like that. No, Mrs. Peterson, you are a fool. You want to put your money where your big mouth is? You're really serious, aren't you? Well, it wouldn't be a matter of money. It would be something... Harder to come by than money. I advise you to think it over before you enter into it. I'm being friendly. I don't have to think anything over. I've got complete faith in Emery. What are the stakes? No, I'm not prepared to name them just now. You'll know at the proper time. But the wager is made. You agree to that, Mrs. Peterson? I've got complete faith in Emery. <laughs>
3: Well, Emory, I I have to compliment you on your acceptance speech. Oh. You, well, you went right through it from start to finish without insulting a living soul. And I didn't even speak disrespectfully of the dead, if you <laughs> noticed,
0: Oliver. <laughs> now, look, I'm, I'm going to say this only once. I was touched. It really kind of got to me.
3: Well, yeah, it was meant to.
0: <laughs> hey, you want to come over to my place for a nightcap? No, no, you've got an appointment. you forget about that? No, no, I didn't fact of the matter is, I think it's about time you met this woman I'm, uh, <laughs> mixed up with. Well, well, if you, if you say so, of course. There's a thing I've been struggling with strictly on my own for a long time now, and I've just about decided it's time to let you and Daisy in on it. Oh, Lord. What's the matter, Emory? Uh, that's the woman I'm, uh, mixed up
3: with. You see her down there at the corner under the streetlight? Oh, yeah. Oh. Gee, that's a damned attractive woman. Even from here, I can see that. I never said she wasn't, Oliver. Hmm. What, uh, what's she doing waiting out here? <laughs> I
0: told her Daisy wouldn't let her in. Listen, uh, you go on inside and tell Daisy the woman's out here and I'm talking to her. Yeah. I'll go down there and see if I can persuade her to stay outside until I've had a couple of minutes alone with you
3: two. Okay. If she sees
0: us all right. Eyes in the back of her head, that one. You go on inside. Pour yourself a brandy and we won't be long. Yeah, I was about to say, if you need help, just sing out. That's not as funny as it sounds.
2: I saw the two of you drive up. Where's Emily
3: gone? This um, person he has an appointment with was standing outside waiting down the corner. <laughs> I ordered it
2: out of the house.
3: She was in here? Yes, I'd like to know
2: what they're talking about down there. Come on in, Oliver. Oh,
3: thanks. Um, Emory suggested I pour myself a brandy, and uh, frankly, I could use it.
2: Just go on in and help yourself. I'll be right with you. Wouldn't you like to have one with me? I was warming some milk for myself. Maybe I'll just put a drop of brandy in it. Seems like the kind of night when a person is justified. Miss Bell? Yes. I've been waiting for you, Emory. I do wish you could bring yourself to call me Missy. Not a matter
0: of bringing myself or not bringing myself. It's just that I don't want to.
2: But we've known each other all these years. Don't you get tired of the formality?
0: I get tired of a whole lot of things.
2: Things could be different for us, Emery. Very, very different. Just what are you getting at? I'm trying to be friends. Can't you understand that?
0: Uh, You're getting off to a pretty late start.
2: Do you know one of your greatest faults, Emery? You constantly downgrade yourself. Don't you ever look in the mirror... You're a handsome man.
0: I gave up worrying about whether or not I was handsome shortly after Daisy agreed
2: to marry me. Perhaps that was a mistake. Emory, tell me. I want the truth now. Do you honestly love Daisy? With all my heart. Oh, well. This may take a little longer than I thought. What are you talking about? Don't you think we ought to go in? Daisy must be wondering what we're doing out here all this time.
0: Daisy?
2: And here, yeah, Emory, we're in the living room. Are you going to tell them about me? Both of them. I think it's about time, don't you? Come on in. I was about to send Oliver to look for you. The two of you out there all alone. And there is no need. That's nice. So a battle is lost. The war is still on. What are you two talking about? Silly woman gabble. Uh, Would you like a little brandy, either of you? Nothing for me, thank you. I think I'll have one, yes. Fact is,
0: I think I'll have a double.
2: And this is Mr. Sims, isn't it? The mayor of Appleson. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Nikki Bell. How do you do? Actually, my full name is Nicole Beelzebub. A family name. I found it simpler, for earthly purposes, to shorten Beelzebub to Bell. And my friends all call me Nikki. Or a few of them, Old Nick.
1: According to folklore, when the devil has business dealings with a mortal, the commodity in question is invariably the mortal's soul. And once an agreement with the devil is made, the mortal in question is lost. But there must be some means of escape. In the case of Dr. Peterson, I'm not prepared to give him up his lost. We'll see whether or not I'm justified when I return shortly with Act Three. Dr. Emery Peterson, it is clear, has been trafficking with the devil. But the devil, a woman? Well, how often have you heard the expression, she-devil, And is the devil not reputed to have the ability to appear in many guises? Besides, considering the number of affairs in which the devil is interested, he must surely need assistance to handle those things to which he is unable to give his personal attention.
2: Yes, my full name is Nicole Beelzebub. You You are Beelzebub? I represent the central authority, yes. We have a large and complex organization. My territory is the eastern United States. I am kept busy. Wouldn't think she'd
0: have time for a simple country doctor, would you?
2: The, um, what we call the essence of a country doctor, a good old-fashioned one, is highly prized. In very short supply, too, I might add.
3: Emery, how in the world did you ever get yourself into such a mess as this? Well,
0: you know Dick Salisbury. It was when he had polio. Uh, just a month or two after Daisy and I came to Appleton to live. Yeah. I'm not sure he wasn't my first patient.
2: Your third, Emery, I-, I remember it well.
0: Anyway, I was going to lose him. I'd just come from the Salisbury place and was sitting in my office badly depressed. I said something like, uh, I'd sell my soul to save that boy.
2: I would sell my soul to the devil. Those were your exact words. Naturally, I came to call on you.
0: Dick Salisbury was dying. What did I do? I wasn't even convinced at the time that she was what she is. She offered me Dickie's life and the lives of my other patients in Appleton for... How long was it, we said?
2: We didn't set a definite period, Emery. My wording was very careful. I remember... This agreement to cover a
3: reasonable
2: span of years. Uh,
3: Miss Bell, may I see the document, please? I'm Dr. Peterson's attorney. Oh,
2: there is no document. We both remember the terms, and we both pledged our word.
3: There is no written
2: document? There never is in these matters, Mayor. You're thinking about the signing in blood and all that nonsense. Old wives' tales.
3: She's right, Oliver. I pledged my word. Henry, maybe it'd be better if you let me handle this. Well, I guess it can't hurt. Now, Miss, um, whatever you called yourself, I'd like to explore the time element involved here. This agreement to cover a reasonable span of years, is in that what you said? That was
2: the wording of the agreement.
3: Now, my client may have been willing to sign to agree to something as vague as that, but I find it much too vague. What do you consider a reasonable span of years?
2: Mm, 25 was what I had in
3: mind. 25? Oh. but That'd be... Well, that's, uh, that's practically right
2: now. A month or so. I object. To whom, Mayor Sims? It's no good,
3: Oliver.
0: I agreed to her terms, and I've got to live up to my end of the bargain.
2: There may be a way to negotiate an extension, however.
0: Well, on what terms?
2: I should like to be alone with Emery for a short time, if you please.
0: I think maybe you and Daisy better do as Miss Bell says and leave us alone together for a while.
2: No, that, that, that woman is dangerous. Oh, don't I know it. All the
0: same, Daisy,
2: I do Don't you trust your husband, Mrs. Peterson? All right. You just be careful, Emery. That's all I've got to say. Just you be very careful. Uh, Let's go, Daisy. But we'll be right out here in the hallway if you need us, Emery.
0: I'll remember that.
2: You don't want to give up your soul so soon, do you, Emery? It will be just under two months. Of course I don't
0: want to. What would the terms of the compromise be?
2: Well, to start with, you might try to be a little nice to me. You don't find me totally unattractive, do you, Emery? As a woman.
0: What's that got to do with the matter at hand?
2: A great deal. I could allow you another ten, maybe another twenty years even. But we would have to see a great deal more of each other. Our relationship would be greatly changed changed how, Miss Bell? Well, for one thing, you'd certainly have to start calling me Mickey. And for another, well, I'm not accustomed to taking the lead in these matters, Emery. Would making love to me be such a bad thing? Are you suggesting that we have some kind of an affair, Miss Bell? (laughs) I think you were too shy to make the suggestion, yes.
0: I wasn't too shy. It just never occurred to me.
2: Well, now that it has...
0: I wasn't brought up quite the way you must have been. I'm happy with Daisy.
2: For 20 more years of life, useful life, Emery, you'd better think it over.
0: When well, it involves making Daisy unhappy, I don't have to think it over any longer than I already have. I thank you for the offer, but I find I must decline. And now, if that's all, I'll just call Daisy and Oliver back in. Not
2: and we... yet. I'm not through. Well, that's most likely for me. All right. But this isn't the last of it. You have another month or so to think it over. I won't need
0: them, Miss Bell. Uh, Daisy, was that for me, the phone?
2: It was Agnes Emery. She's had another attack, I think. Oh. She sounded just awful, like she could hardly get her breath at all. Uh, Get in my bag, please. It's right here. Arthur will drive you over, and I'll come over a little later in our car. Arthur's waiting out there now.
0: All right, I'll see you later, Daisy.
2: Wait a minute. We haven't finished our talk. Uh, For
0: right now, we sure have, Miss Bell.
2: Your precious pink twos won't work anymore. Do you hear me, Emery? They won't work anymore. They won't help anybody anymore. Was it you made the pink pills. Is that why he, he agreed to make a deal with you? That part of it is off as of now. Until he sees his way clear to abiding by my terms. Didn't get anywhere with him, huh? So you've won another battle, Mrs. Peterson. But the war has just begun. If you want my opinion, it's already over. I've got faith in Emery. Incidentally, what were the stakes? Our bet, you know. They were and still are. Emery's soul is all yours if I lose. Both his and yours are mine if I win. And I intend to win. Mighty high stakes, I must say. But you've lost already.
0: Be all right I hope so oh god if we only had a hospital in Appleton she needs to be in the coronary care unit right now Shall well, we get her into Bangor uh, That's close the closest hospital isn't it I don't want to move her that far well, that that woman said the pink pillows won't work anymore and they're not working all right I'll, I'll have to ask you to leave me alone with my patient Oliver I'm going to see what I can do with God's help
2: Oh, but I apologize for bringing this, this woman or whatever she is with me. She just would come. I, I couldn't stop oh, her.
3: Nice. That's right. all right, Come in, Daisy. You two, I suppose, Miss Bell. How's Agnes? Well, not at all well. She's having trouble breathing. She seems to be in a great deal of pain. Can I see her? Well, he sent me out of the room, but just before that he said he wished you were here, so I guess it might be a good idea for you to go on in at that. I
2: think I'd like to see her, too. No.
3: No, you stay out of that
2: room. Oh, well, if you feel so strongly about it. I wish you'd just go away and leave all of us alone, you... You cheat, devil. I'm too much of a lady to say what I'm thinking. I'll just go on in and see if I can help Emery. I wouldn't have done her any harm, you know, if I'd gone in to see her.
3: Listen, could you still make those pink pills of Emory's work?
2: Yes. I suppose I still could.
3: Then please do.
2: Well... In my business, you know, we never give anything away. There'd be a price.
3: Anything. Anything I own. Everything.
2: I'd only be interested in the one thing, Mr. Sims. Your material possessions don't tempt me. I'd want your soul.
3: Well, can you tell? Do you think my wife is going to die?
2: Well, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Oh. Did, did you feel chill?
3: No. She wouldn't want me to buy her life that way, I know, but if. It's
2: freezing in this house. Don't you have any heat?
3: Well, Miss Bell, it's summertime. It isn't cold in here at all. If anything, it's too warm.
2: Freezing? I think. I think somebody's praying in this house. Praying. Does
3: that make you feel cold?
2: Stop it. Stop it, will you?
3: If it makes Agnes well, if you'll make those pills of Emory's work again, I'll ask whoever it is to stop praying.
2: Oh. Oh, that's better. Stop, no. Emmy's going to stay in there with her for a while, but he says she'll be all right now. I mean, the worst of it is over now. She's breathing all right. There doesn't seem to be any more pain. Oh, thank God. That's exactly who you have to thank. Not her. Can you be sure of that? Yes, I can. I am. Mr. Sims and I made a deal not two minutes ago. I was to make those pink pills work again, and he was... No, oh, no,
3: no. We made no deal, Miss Bell. I... I don't like the way you conduct business.
2: Well, maybe we hadn't quite completed negotiations, but we had an understanding, and it seems to me... She's resting
0: now. She's sleeping naturally. Thank you. Thank you, Emery. I think I'll I'll stick around for the rest of the night just in case she needs me. But she's going to be all right. Oh, that's very good of you. Miss Bell, I did that in there without your help. Agnes Sims is still alive, and you had nothing whatever to do with it. I don't need you anymore.
2: An agreement is an agreement. You're not going to wriggle out of it now. You made a bargain with me, and I expect you to live up to your end of it.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I'll do that. I'm not trying to get out of it. Uh, Oliver, I'm going to arrange for an ambulance from Bangor to pick Agnes up tomorrow and take her back there to the hospital. They have an excellent cardiologist on the staff over there, Dr. Benson fine man. I'll turn all of Agnes's records over to him and he can take it from there. But I don't want you off the case. Well, you see, it may take Agnes a long time to get completely back on her feet. A good long time. And I won't be available after a month or so. Am I? Well, whatever you think of Miss Bell and the outfit she represents, she's right when she said I made a deal with her. Whatever else we may have against her... She did live up to her end of the bargain. Now I expect to live up to mine.
2: Emery, I'll give you one last chance. Twenty more years. You don't have to stay here in this little backwater place if you don't want to. I'll take you to New York. I'll make you the most important doctor in the city. In the world. You can have literally anything you want.
0: I want to live out the rest of my days here in Appleton with Daisy and my friends.
3: Emory, you say you've made a deal with this woman. I don't think the agreement was valid to begin with.
2: It was valid in every way. Well,
3: I'm sure uh, the way you describe your organization, that you must have a uh, a superior. Someone you're answerable to? Yes, my uncle. Uh huh. And the purpose of your organization is to promote what we mortals call evil. Is that right?
2: That's essentially true, yes.
3: And what happens to one of your um, co-workers if he or... She has found guilty of promoting just the reverse.
2: Good instead of evil? Mm,
3: That's what I mean, yes.
2: It's never happened as far as I know. Well, what if it did? He'd be in trouble, I should imagine. Mm -hmm. What has all this to do with the case of Dr. Peterson? Just this.
3: You've been guilty of promoting nothing but good in the town of Appleton for 25 years, thanks to your efforts. Hundreds of people in Appleton are alive and well today who might otherwise have been dead or invalided years ago. What would your uncle say to that? (laughs) Oh, that's ridiculous. Why, Miss Bell, you've been a real benefactor of the town of Appleton. Don't
2: use that word. Benefactor?
3: <laughs> well, uh, just look at the facts.
2: But I've got Emory's soul to show for it. What do you say to that? I'll be bringing Emery in soon.
3: And also bringing all your good works in Appleton to the attention of your, um, uncle. What do you think that'll be wise? Well, oh, he'll... he'll understand. Well, what he'll understand, I suspect, is that he's been harboring a downright angel in his organization. Now, if you'll take my advice, Miss Bill... I don't want your advice. If you'll take it anyway, you'll go far away from Appleton and forget that you ever got mixed up with a country doctor by the name of Peterson.
2: If there's anything, anything in this world that I hate, it's a down-east lawyer. All right. All right, all of you. But you haven't seen the last of me. He's already lost anyway. Emery's soul and mine, too. The minute Emery refused to go off to New York with her, she lost.
1: If Nikki Bell's uncle has the intelligence network, I've always suspected him of having. The odds are pretty good he'll learn all about her good works even though she didn't bring Emery Peterson in with her. It would be interesting to know what his reaction would be. Interesting, but not interesting enough to tempt me to go down there and inquire. I'll be back shortly. Dr. Emery Peterson is still a highly respected citizen of Appleton, alive, well, and safe. Crotchety as ever, he still prescribes pink pills for many of his patients' ailments, and finds that even though they're made of nothing more curative than good down East maple sugar, they work very well. Our cast included Leon Janney, Rosemary Murphy, Joe Silver, and Catherine Byers. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E. G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater
0: morning students parents and teachers ready to get back to the classroom look as a working mom i know prepping for back to school is stressful that's why i rely on shipped shipped can deliver supplies clothes even snacks and meals for healthy brain fuel with shipped i spend less time running to the store and more time on the things that matter most to learn more report to my office i mean to shipped.com slash hi go to shiptcom slash hi